Just four points separates the bottom nine teams in the Premier League. Let me say that again. Four points separates the bottom nine teams in the Premier League table. We are undoubtedly in for the best relegation battle, possibly in the history of the Prem. Let's get ready to rumble. Roll that intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, if you're not already, hit that subscribe button, turn on the bell notifications. It takes 2.5 seconds and it is absolutely free. You'll get weekly football content, advice, tips, the lot. Thank you. Without further ado, let's get right into the, the meat of this episode. So I said it in the intro, but just four points separates nine the bottom nine teams in the Premier League. It is absolutely unprecedented. It's insane. And we are, without question, in for the battle of all relegation survivals or whatever you want to call it. It's going to be epic. And today, all we're going to do, we're going to go through each team, rate their chances of survival, and we are ultimately going to conclude on who each of us think will be the three teams that ultimately get relegated. Let's kick things off. We'll go, we'll go in order of the table. So bear in mind, Palace are in 12th. You've got Southampton 20th. We're going to go through every team individually and rate their chances. Reese, we'll come to you first this time. We'll start in 12th position. Crystal Palace, we've just had Sack Patrick's Day. How do you rate their chances? Who's their manager? Is, is a new manager the solution to their problems? Um, yeah, I mean, Crystal Palace were my top tip to go down next season. So them being around here now is, is a little bit of a... I suppose not too much of a shock. They haven't won this year in the league. That's poor. Um, you know, they've got just too many young players, not enough experience out there guiding them when they need it. Did I think sacking Vieira was the right decision? No. Do I think bringing Roy Hodgson in is the right decision? Potentially. I understand why they're going down that route, but I also thought, well, why'd you sack him in the first place if that's the route you're going to go down? I would have thought Frank Lamb a better choice for them with their young players um, and I know Hodgson didn't have a great time at Watford last season did he so it's a real tough call for Palace because they're in serious serious you know a decline at the moment you know they're falling too far behind Aston Villa in 11th you know it's 11 points separating them now so they, they're looking over their shoulder and they you know it's just they're putting a poor performance on well put a bad performance on Sunday these are the, I think they're the team at the moment, in comparison to some of the others around them, should be the most nervous because the others have made their changes early and they made them quick and they look like they've made pretty decent decisions as well with who they've appointed. Yeah, and with, with Vieira, let, let's just talk Vieira before we move on to you, Jamie, because the sacking feels a very weird timing. There's no question, you know, we, we saw the stats three, I think they went three games in a row without registering a single shot on target. Obviously, that's that's embarrassing. They've sacked Vieira before they play Arsenal, which, uh, you know, away to Arsenal this season feels like a, one of those games where you just kind of, you almost write it off to some degree. But the thing with Palace is, let me just read off their next fixtures, right? Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, West Ham. 
That is a ridiculous run. And if there's going to be a, if you're back and you believe in Vieira, why would you sack him with those those run of fixtures? I don't get it. Well, I think that's it. They don't believe in him because we're going to talk about all of them six teams after <laughs> this. They clearly did. They clearly have given up on him. That that's the only sort of solution you can have. Like the three games of no shots on target. It's it's awful. Like it's beyond awful. However, if you're looking at the games, uh, out of the last sort of, I think, well, since actually the turn of the year, you think maybe they should have beaten Southampton at home in the cup and then they would have liked to probably get a point away from Villa. The rest, you're playing teams that are in form and way above you in the league. So, to sack him once again, I think was unfair, but they clearly did just went. You know what? We've got Arsenal next. It's not good enough. We don't believe in him anymore. Let's try and get the new manager bounce against our relegation rivals. But yeah, Reece, what you said about the table is they can't look forward. They cannot look forward at all. They have to look behind. They're not catching Villa. They're not going to go on a run that gets them up 11, 11 points in, what, 10 games now for yeah. them. So that, that there's no point even thinking about Villa. It's all about these next six games. They're, somehow they've got to have this manager bounce. Um, I hadn't seen Roy Hodgson be mentioned, but if he is the one in, one in, what are the board doing? There was a reason why he left. It was... Dull, boring football, and it wasn't getting that great results. So that's where I don't understand it. The, to be fair, what you said about Frank Lampard, he's actually had a relegation battle and stayed up. So he's been there. He knows what it's like, but it's it's just very weird from the board. And I think the players have said it's a bit... I think they've been disapproval of the sacking. And I think fans have as well. I think I think sacking Sean Derry, well, getting rid of Sean Derry was probably Vieira's final now in the coffin. From what I heard, he was a very popular coach and obviously Vieira seemed to disagree. So doing that sometimes isn't going to do you a favour. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Jamie, but I think that's I think that's a situation there. Vieira probably dug his own grave. But with those fixtures, let's be fair, even if they win two and draw one, yeah, that's seven points they gain on the teams around them. That could be crucial when you think about that. You know, that could be a massive, massive advantage. But obviously, they've got to win them. I think, yeah, really, I think you've got to look at more than that. Because, because you're playing all of the teams around you, to play to win two out of the next six, I don't think it's going to be good enough because of the opposition. If they were playing the games that they just previously had, that's fine. But with them, I think they actually need to win a minimum three. Like at absolute yeah. minimum, and pick up a draw in another, maybe. I think two would then just pull them right in it because I think you lose to one of the other teams, that's where they're in it. Yeah. I just want to give a positive note. I do feel like they have the means to survive. I feel like they've got enough quality in order to be better than some of the teams below them. 
I think they're not they're not the worst team out of the bunch, but they've hit some absolute awful form. Yeah, I do agree. And to be honest, I think Lampard would be a very good option for Palace because of the young players, um, you know, Gerhi, Elise, there's so many young talents in that squad. Um, he was linked with them obviously before um before he went Everton and Vieira came in. Um and didn't again, he turn them down actually. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't I I don't remember the reasons, but it wasn't quite the right fit or, or right timing. Um in my opinion, that might have changed now. So I do think they'll probably reapproach him. And I personally, again, you know, I you know how big of a fan of Lampard as a manager I am, but I do think getting him in now with those six games during the international break, giving him a week or so, I I'd be very confident they could stay up given that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Jamie, as well. They've got to win more than 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 probably two. You know, three wins out of the six, maybe a couple draws, you could probably take one loss. I think they'll be all right. Um, but on the flip side, if they don't sort it, they're going to slide down that table in, in a couple of games and then the alarm bells will be be ringing. Let's, let's move on from Palace. We've, we've covered them in depth there. Next in 13th place are Wolves, also on 27 points. Um, big loss at the weekend for them. Conceding four to relegation rivals is, is not ideal. Obviously, it's a bit of a crazy game. Red cards galore, worldies galore. Jamie, Wolves, how do you rate their chances of, of staying up? So, I think we all knew at the start of the season, Wolves' problem is they don't score goals. So, that's where you've always thought you thought. They've always got a decent, decent-ish defence. And they're not scoring. And but to be honest, they've been leaking goals as well. So that's also been their problem without scoring too many. Because if you look at I think they're joint but to be fair, we didn't mention with Palace as well. They're both joint bottom scorers of the league. Um actually there's four teams on it. <laughs> but like it's not it's no surprise that Wolves draw a game that like don't score many goals. But they have started frequently getting a little bit more goals. Like to be honest, they made a massive shocker beating Liverpool three 0 Um, then you've got sort of games where they've played the relegation ones. I remember the sort of Everton two one game before Christmas, uh, just after Christmas, and then you've had they've gone to Southampton and beat them. So they're starting to, I think, win getting a bit of form, and I think they look a bit better than the other teams. However, if they if they stop scoring again, it's going to be quite bad for them because they've got some tough games coming. They've got tough games towards the end of the season where they've got to play Chelsea or Brighton away, United away, and the final day of the season is Arsenal away, who could need that game to try and win the title. So, and then they've got some relegation battles as well. So they can't rest on, they can't have a day off like any of these teams can't, but it's it's hard to see. It's hard for me to see them going down, but it's hard for me to see them winning a game because of the lack of goals. And then so the one, I'm going to say the one time they do actually finally score, they then go and concede four at home. So yeah, well, the score, good yeah, score, scoring two and then conceding four against Leeds, where it looked like they were well, there was. I think it was, was it 3-0 down and they brought it back to 3-2 and then they've obviously gone gun ho for it and that's where they've conceded the fourth. 
but it's a, it's an it's an odd one. But it's just an obvious. I think they've got the right manager in. To be fair, um, I think he's done quite well. Wolves look a lot better, but they've still got the, just the same old problems. They just need that goal scorer to actually start firing. Reese, how, how how do you rate Wolves' chances? Yeah, they'll be fine. I'd say they're one of the probably two or three, probably one of the two or three best ones to get out of it. I mean, their their performance on Saturday wasn't great. I mean, let's be honest, they can moan at the officials, but there were four rubbish, rubbish goals to concede. I mean, they were embarrassing. Um, But I think they'll be fine. I think what we can see from Wolves is they are the sort of team is, yes, they might lose three in a row, but then they'll go get that win. So... You know, we see him beat Liverpool convincingly. I think I think they'll be all right. I think they've got enough in them, enough experience. I think they've got the players to do it as well. You know, I think I think even if they grind themselves out, they can grind themselves out. So they'll be all right. Yeah, and I think um, I, I agree with the manager. Lopetegui is the man. I think they've got a good good enough squad as well. I do think the goals will eventually come. Um, a fun start, I believe, for the weekend. Been, how long you been? People been saying that though. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's the only. But, that's the only issue. But you've got Neto, you've got Podence, you've got Jimenez, you've got Diego Costa. Uh, you know, even Neves contributes to goals. I, I do, I do think it will it will come personally, um, and I think they actually had a higher xG at the weekend. I know xG is xG, and it's not goals, but you know they did have a higher xG. So if they're starting to convert these chances, I think they'll be in with a chance. Bit of trivia as well, just before we move on to Leeds and Everton. Um, Wolves, with that red card initially at the weekend, did become the team with the most red cards in one season in Premier League history. And then when their sub got sent off, they were then absolutely clear. So they were already breaking the record. Then the sub got sent off. So I believe they've got a record five red cards this season now. Not what you want when you're in a, in a tense relegation battle. But let's move on. We've got to get through a few now. So next up, 14th place, you've got Leeds on 26. Also in 15th place, you've got Everton with 26. And then you've also got in 16th place, Forest with 26 points. Three teams all on the same points, all in different situations. We'll touch on each of these briefly. Jamie, Leeds, Everton, Forest. What are your thoughts? Um... I'll start with Forest. I their home form is what sort of kept them from being rock bottom. Really, um, they've done. They've picked up very good points. Beaten, uh, beaten Liverpool. Drew with City. I obviously they've had so many different players this season. Whether that was January, whether that was the summer, but they're sort of. It's weird. If they go down, they've sort of still done themselves proud and not as bad as probably what people would have thought. Um, but it seems to be falling off at the wrong point for them. So I do feel like they might struggle. Leeds are... Oh, they're just a maniac team, really. Like the 4-2 sort of summed it up against Wolves. You don't know what you're getting from Leeds. One day they'll be absolutely brilliant and one day they'll be absolutely awful. And that's their problem, inconsistent. Everton, we thought they turned a bit... I thought 
we probably thought they turned a bit more of a corner when they beat Arsenal. I know it's the new manager bounce, and but they looked to shore up their defence a bit better. It shows that Lampard didn't fail at the club. That is the sort of level they are at the moment through the and the players that they've got. Um, all three of them. I wouldn't say any of them would be lucky to go to lucky to stay up, but I could see all three of them going down in certain ways. Reese, any agreements yeah. there? Um, yeah, I mean, I think all three teams have excellent home support that can get them over the line. Um, Leeds, I think, show a little bit more bite, um, particularly away from home. I think Leeds are more likely to probably nick a result away from home at this moment in time. I think they can do it, but again, yeah, they seem to do one step forward, two back. But I think they again they've got that up and out of attitude that I think could really benefit them. Same with Everton. I think it was clear that they were going to rely on the home. And I think that's what they'll do. And I think they'll stay up. Nottingham Forest again have a decent home record, but they need to hope and they need to pray that this does not go down to goal difference. It's it's really straightforward for them. They're more than capable of staying up, but with a minus 27, you know, the worst one after that in that teams around them is Wolves at minus 19. You know, Bournemouth from... It, that's that's poor for Forest. You know, it's all good winning your home games, but you can't go to your away games and lose 4 5 nil. You just can't. They need to be careful. Um, and they need to hope that the other teams slip up. But again, I think they have it in them just to get over the edge. Um, they would be disappointed against Newcastle, but again, they showed that they have it. I th- think I think they should be okay, but it is a real hard call between them three. I think it's between them three. They need to either make you know make sure that the other teams don't gather form around them, basically. But I do think all three will stay up. Yeah, and just a quick one on my Wolves day. It was actually six red cards, so even even worse than I thought. Um. For me, on oh. I'll start with Leeds again. Jamie, I think you touched on it. They, they have got that result in them where they could just nick a random, uh, put on a show away from home, almost out of the blue. And they've got those players. I like Nonto, you know, Rodrigo. Um, they've got those players who just randomly seem to turn up every so often, and and they play unreal football at times. Um, again, although we said their xG was low, the performance against Wolves to to go and score four. Um, against relegation rivals is is seriously impressive. And I do think, although they're absolutely in the mix, I think they will just have enough to, to survive because of that, because they're away form. Everton are a weird one. Something is wrong with Everton. I think that's just the bottom line. They've been in this weird position for a while and you can blame Lampard, you can blame Dias, you can blame whoever, but something's up with them and and I can't quite put my finger on it because they have got a good defence and they should, you know, they shouldn't be shipping goals. But it's just, it's not, it's not flowing. And and, and a lot of this probably down to uh, Calvert-Lewin being injured for so long. But they do lack a focal point up front. They've got the nice pace in midfield. They've got, in theory, on paper, a a decent defence. But something's just not clicking. Now, obviously, I say this when they've just nicked a, you know, nicked somehow... (laughs) Nicked a point off us, but you know, I, I was at the game and they being honest, they, they didn't deserve a point. You know, we, we outplayed them. So maybe that's a little bit of luck. I, I I don't know if that was on on them. But 
Bottom line, I still do think on paper they've got enough, just. And Daesh has been there, he's done it. So I think they will. It'll be scrappy and it might be scenes of last season. I do think they'll just survive. Um, but finally, Forrest. Now, Forrest is, we, we've said it before this season, Forrest's away form is disgustingly bad. And it's just not acceptable. Now, the, the point that was going in their favour was at home, they can rally the crowd, they can put in a good show. Now, on Friday, you know, I, I wasn't able to watch the whole game, but I've, I've got a mate who's a Forest fan, and he, despite the, the result, if you, you know, if you lose at home to a 93rd-minute pen, you might feel hard done by. But he said Forest were absolutely abysmal and got played off the park. So if they've got no away form, they can't turn it on at home, I, I think they're in trouble. They've got 30 odd players. They made more signings than we did. Cooper's probably doesn't know what his squad is. You're trying to keep everyone happy. So suddenly, Forrest now, I think, are looking like prime candidates because they've got no former home or away. So for me, potential red flag, I think it's probably Forrest at the minute. But yeah, it's all on 26 points. I think either one of those teams, you lose two games and suddenly you're in the bottom three. Um, I do think hit the nail on the head there, though. Just now, when you said Everton, you know, they didn't deserve a point, but they got it. You know, Nottingham Forest deserved to lose, for example. I think that's the difference. Everton can put in an absolute dross performance, but they can just get a goal from something like a Sean Dyche team has done before. That's a key difference when you're not playing well and you can still get something. Yeah. And even even to that point, actually, I remember the, the City result earlier in the season, even under Lampard. No XG playing badly, but they somehow get a win. And I think that's what we're not seeing draw. out of Forest. Sorry, draw. Um, yeah, but they're but not. No. Yeah, it's them things add up. Like obviously, that shows how probably bad they've actually been because they're still amongst it. Yeah, if they stay oh. up by two points, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it goes down to. It's yeah. they so that, can they ground out when they when it's against them. But that's what can happen when they've got to play United away, Spurs at home. They've got to go. They've got City at home as well, so they've got some tough fixtures. But they can They 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 look more likely to get that point, or possibly three. Yeah, and sh- shout out to Ellis Sims as well. Although I hate the geezer after costing <laughs> us two points, um, that was his first Premier League goal. So what a way to do it. Um, let let's move on to the next two. So let's talk seventeenth place Leicester. They're on twenty five points. And we'll also talk 18th place West Ham. The Hammers, the people who are looking at Europa, are now in the bottom three. Guys, where where do we stand on these two teams? These are big clubs who shouldn't even be in this conversation, let's be fair. Well, just just because you're a big club, you know, doesn't mean you can't be relegated. Nottingham Forest are a bigger club than both of them, I'd probably say. Well, two Um, big name managers as well. Let's put that out there. Two big name managers. Yeah, I mean, the West Ham thing isn't isn't a huge, huge shock. Under David Moyes at Everton, he proved it time and time again. Very up, very down. Okay, No no offence to West Ham, you know. I know they want to be ambitious and things like that. But when they try to be ambitious, it goes wrong. You know, they just need to be realistic. Cement yourselves 12th, 13th for a couple of years before you push on. But, you know, these things are going to happen. They have the home crowd that can help them get out of this, you know, Yes, they're not maybe they're maybe not got a twenty goal a season player, but under a Moyes team, they've never he never seems to have that. What they've got is, I think, a bit of 
steel, a bit of ruggedness that will get them over that line. Leicester should be more worried than West Ham about going down, I'd say. Yes, Leicester's fixtures look pretty nice, you know, or kind. They've got, like, similar to Palace. They've got Wolves, they've got Leeds, they've got Everton. You know, they've got West Ham, funnily enough, still to play, which is on the last game, um, last game of the season. So that could be crucial. Leicester are scoring goals, but they're conceding goals. They need to sort that out. They need to be more careful than West Ham, I think, at the moment. Because, again, I think West Ham can win a game 1-0. I don't think Leicester can win a game 1-0. I think you're a little harsh on West Ham saying they should be aiming for 12th, 13th. I think they should be aiming for, you know, 8th, really, with Newcastle now sort of surging up the league. But, yeah, it's a ma- massive, dramatic fall from Europa semi... Was it semi-finalists, I believe? So now relegation... Well, in the relegation places now. They have got a game in hand over... Most teams, two over some. But it's been an awful season for them. And it clearly comes down to, like Reese was saying, they're just not scoring enough goals. Um, It, it seems to be a common thing with these teams. But the defence is... The defence, if you look at it, it's better than Aston Villa's. It's better than Fulham's. It's joint with Brentford's. So, oh, it's, it's actually better than Spurs's. That and United, they've conceded less than them two, and look how far they're up at the table. So it's obvious where the problem is, and that's they've tried to bring in um, is it Samaka, um, and it's not hit the ground running, which is probably unfair to put on the player because it's it shouldn't just be like you sign him, he hits the ground running like a Harland. It's just it doesn't normally happen. Players need time. Antonio seems to, uh, to be honest. I when I've watched West Ham this season, I've got frustrated at Antonio um, for West Ham. Um, it's because one second he'll do something absolutely brilliant, and then the easy part he'll then just mess up, and you're like, "Where's where's that player that just did that sort of outrageous thing, and then do that?" What I do also think is the problem with West Ham is probably the deck deck from Rice a little bit because all that speculation he's a hundred million pound player blah 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 his head I'm not saying it in his performances but he, his head will have been turned you can't have that much speculation you've had the World Cup as well where people are talking about you constantly when are you joining a big six team kind of scenario so that doesn't help with it all but they have had quite a few injuries as well West Ham um, and I do think that's played a big part but they shouldn't they shouldn't be near this they should be at least they should be at least with Villa that's where I see them yeah that's well, Moyes, yeah. Moyes has been unlucky let's be honest you know I think West Ham's issue is, is they're caught in that thing at the moment when the fans are with them they're great it's one of the best places you want to play. And it's the worst if you're an away team. Let's be honest, Arsenal got to go there in a couple of weeks. They're not looking forward to that. You know, West Ham will up their game. But when the fans are against them, it's not a nice place. And they tend to do terrible when the fans are against them. So getting that happy balance is very difficult for them at the moment. 
I think they're going to be just fine because I think they're good enough. But yeah, it's it's a real on the needle situation for them. Just because when it's not a nice place to be, it's really not a nice place to be. Yeah, yeah. I think the fans yeah. are against it. I think the fans are against them now. You know, half probably 70 percent want Moyes gone. That is a toxic atmosphere at home, and whether it's whether it's booze or silence, I do think that's that's impacting the players. And with West Ham, so, something is wrong because you've got we've seen in interviews and celebrations how big of a character Antonio is. We've seen Declan. We know Declan Rice is a big character, and these guys seemingly are not stepping up during a time of crisis, which to me feels like there's some discontent or something is going on in that dressing room that I don't think has come out yet, personally. Now, I think also what doesn't help them is they're still in Europe. They're still playing in the Conference League. So, yeah. They've got through to the quarterfinals. That's two extra games they've got to play and they don't have the biggest... They don't have a huge squad of quality. No. So that's also going to be something that's going to impact them. It's whether they go, I'll sod this trophy... We need to stay up, or they go. We're still going for the. Tr- we're going to try and do both, and then that could be the detriment. So I well, do think it's a bit of an issue. It, it is an issue, and it and it's kind of a funny issue because because of the way the Conference League works. If you look at the teams left in it, West Ham on paper actually have a good good chance of winning that that competition. You know, the favourites Villarreal got knocked out. Um, and what's funny is if you win the Conference League you get guaranteed entry into the Europa League. So we could be in a position next season where West Ham win the Conference League, are in the Europa League, but are playing championship football, um, which would be absolutely brilliant. But we'll see. Now, my, my argument on West Ham is, despite everything we just said on the negative, because of their game in hand, and this is how ridiculous the, the relegation battle is, if they were to win that one game in hand they've got on everyone else, they would go from 18th position to 12th. <laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous that you can win one game and go up six places, but that, that's the battle we're in. I do still think, as you guys have already touched on, the atmosphere in that stadium come the last few games of the season, the fans will get behind them. That old school West Ham atmosphere will return. And I do think ultimately it will just be enough to get them above, above the line. As for Leicester, probably similar similar sentiment for me. If if their players aren't injured, that Patson Dacker, I think he's come into a little bit of form, and I think he will keep that up as long as Madison stays fit. These quality players, as long as they stay fit, I do think Leicester will be in a similar position. We've seen before they can get up. Obviously, it's going back a while, but we've seen they can get a pretty good atmosphere in that stadium going. The drums, the clappers, and all that, like the old school when they won the league. Um, so I think there's a bit of life left left in Leicester. So I think they'll be all right personally. Um, yeah, and I also agree just on yeah, just just um, as well as we said, Brendan Rodgers, David Moyes, like come on, these managers can't be getting relegated. Yeah, but Brendan Rodgers would be sacked if Leicester had the funds to do it. That like, which could be want, their downfall, couldn't it? Because they can't they afford to do anything. They wanted they wanted to do this ages ago. They wanted to, they like the rumors were he's going, he's going, but it's more they couldn't afford to pay him off, and he's not turned it around. Which people say give managers time. Sometimes it's it may it means nothing, and they could be doing better off with a different manager. 
Agreed. And let, let's finally get to, to, we're right at the bottom now of the table. So let's talk 19th place Bournemouth. So they are on also 24 points, same as West Ham. And then in 20th spot at the minute, you've got Southampton who are on 23 points. Jamie, talk to me on both of these clubs. Do you think they've got a chance? Can they do it? Well, Bournemouth, it's obvious why they're down there. They've conceded, what, 54 goals? That's just ridiculous. That's like, It's just poor all over. But that you've got to also remember they're one of they're one of the um poorest sides in terms of financials as well. So for them to be down there is not that surprising. And um, but with them still having a chance of staying up, like say, like you've said, sort of a win takes them out of the relegation up into 14th, for example. So it's still it's still possible. So I still think they could be fairly content that they're still in this battle because I think a lot of people would have had them probably bottom of the league and no hope. Um, in terms of Southampton, they're the sort of, I think they're the big shock on how poor they've been because Southampton have not always, they've not been a great team that are challenging for Europa places, but they've always seemed to be a sort of safe side. They'll have a good win here or there, which, which they've like, they've had, sort of well I remember them beating us in the cup they've just put on a big spirited performance of getting 3-3 against Spurs whether we think that was a penalty or not is a different matter they got it they tucked it away beating beating Chelsea away from home shows that they've got something in them but it's not been shown at all for like that I mean, Southampton, in their minds, just need to be like, right, get 17th place and forget this season ever happened because it's just been dreadful throughout. And their bottom of the table played, or joint most games played. So they're looking quite likely to go down because they've been 20th for quite a lot of the season. And... I don't see where the change is. They've got players that can do it, but I don't see where it's when they're going to just click their fingers and start performing, really. So I feel like they're really struggling here. And I think Bournemouth will too really struggle to stay up. Reese, Yep, these were the two teams I had to go down um, out of the three. Um, so I've not been too surprised. I think Southampton are a prime example of a team that stays mid-table for so many years. Eventually, you run out of steam, run out of players to attract, or you sell all your best players. Crystal Palace is no exception to that. Um, and they are where they are. With shocking appointment. He proved he was a shocking appointment. This new coach seems to have given him a lease of life, but I think Southampton share a very similar story between, their man, between Crystal Palace in 12th and them in 20th. All them teams are capable of putting in a performance against the big boys. Then they go and let themselves down against one of the teams around them. And Bournemouth did that. Great performance against Arsenal. Great performance against Liverpool. Got beat by Aston Villa 3-0. You don't need to worry about playing them. To, you know, you want to be beating the Villas, etc. Like they're the teams you need to be worrying about. You know, you lose to them, three of them, but get four, three points against one. You know, what, what's the point? 
So they're the two teams. I think they're just they've just run out of steam. Bournemouth, I think, are going to do a bit. Of, been doing a bit of a Norwich, a bit of a yo-yo club. They might do that season, but time was clearly up. I just think, yeah, they've they've just been poor. But again, they're all capable of beating big boys, but all of them around them will then lose to each other stupidly. So it's definitely this relegation is a matter of who is who stays up is the least bad. Yeah, yeah, I I agree on both. I mean, those two clubs, it's hard. They've both shown signs of life, and I think that's where that's what it comes down to. They have both recently shown performances or, or wins. Maybe you could argue Southampton have shown more because they've got the win against Chelsea. You know, even although it's different, in you know, in the cup they beat City. Like those are big wins. Whereas Bournemouth, you can't really. I guess they did beat Liverpool, so maybe that maybe that contradicts what I'm saying, but. Ultimately, they need they need to string a run of two, three wins together. Otherwise, they're not going to have a chance. Now, before we wrap up, as 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 we promised, we will each give our bottom three predictions. Who will be relegated? I'll kick things off for this one. So I'm going to go Forest, Bournemouth, and Southampton to be relegated. Jamie, over to you. Um, I agree, Bournemouth. Southampton and it's a tough one between I think it's between Leeds Everton Forest but I agree just with the away form Forest as well I think all three I agree with Jord Reese. oh god I mean you you know who my bottom two are the third is really really tough if it goes to goal difference then Forest are gone if Palace don't get it right now, they're gone. They're gone. You gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. Oh god, Palace, let's go for it. There you go. I thought we were gonna have a full house there. Well, there you have it. So mixed, mixed reactions from us. We didn't all agree, thankfully. But as we said at the start of the show, this is gonna be without question the greatest relegation battle in history there will be twists there will be turns as always let us know your thoughts in the comments we're on instagram we're on tiktok youtube spotify we want to hear from you we want to engage with you and we pretty much reply to 95 percent plus of comments but as always like comment and subscribe you know the drill